Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, Mark. Hi, Liz. We're here for episode three of My Grandma's Diaries. Yay. Hey, let me tell you something. I live in a neighborhood. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, and I have a big dog, so I walk my dog every day, like at least two miles. And for the past couple of days on uh, this walking path, there's been an injured crow. Mm. Um, he's got something wrong with his wing, so mm-hmm. he can, he's a good hopper, but he's not a good flyer. So I talk to him every day, and I go, caw, caw, oh. and he's hanging out. He's doing well. Well, today, we're heading down the walking path, and I see this family with young kids, and apparently, they want to catch this crow, and I don't know, mm-hmm. heal it, and oh. all the crows <gasps> in the neighborhood are screaming at this family they are swooping at them really they're crying and all i could think i wanted to run up to them and go these crows are taking care of that crow that crow is fine sure please don't take him away from his family because he's freaking out and you're freaking out his family and the whole thing they were taking care of him well but the whole thing made me so sad because i finally caught the crow and they caught it no not me that young family who was there trying to capture it oh and they got it in the range rover and off they drive hopefully to the emergency vet but i just wanted to run up to them and say if you fix this crow bring it back right here right because these crows the crows are smart birds oh i know they are do you follow any of those tiktoks that crow talk yeah, they oh, bring you stuff. They bring you stuff, and they're so smart, and mm-hmm. she can tell which one is who. And all mm. I can think about is that poor crow right now at the emergency vet is probably so scared and misses his family. <laughs> and then it dawned on me that today's episode mm-hmm. is all about family. Yes. So let's indeed. get into it. Welcome to My Grandma's Diaries. My God! Hey, hang on. I'm going to take a look at this. We have a raccoon on the roof. Oh my in God! The I've got a studio. Oh my God! Hi, hey, raccoon. Hi, raccoon. He's out in the daytime, which is terrifying. Look at him. Oh, oh my God! You know what? He's coming toward us. What if he Run. comes to that? Huh? I have one of those bird feeders. It's half in, half out of a window. It might be that he's out. What if he's coming for those seeds? He's cute. Oh, no, he's adorable. Okay. All right. He can be the third party of the podcast. Okay, yeah. So here we are in episode three. Okay, so last week on the podcast, Mm -hmm. we're talking about the Great Depression. We got really into like what was causing it, how it started, without getting too (laughs) economy-wise, because Mm -hmm. we don't do math. We talked about rabies Mm -hmm. and how bad that was. We Mm -hmm. had a cute little conversation about paper dolls. We had a sad little conversation about infant mortality because we lost um, a baby in the episode. Yeah. And, you know, after we were recorded episode two i was so busy thinking about this durand family yeah because in episode one we mm-hmm. do have an entry that she didn't have to take her algebra test uh-huh. because mr durand yes wasn't there right so i thought okay he's a teacher mm-hmm. and i gotta know more so i did mm-hmm. some really deep diving okay. and mark yeah I found the Durans. You know, this has been a mystery family. How did you find them? Oh, my God. Well, you know, at first when we found them, all we found was the grave that just said Infant That's Durand. Right. That's right. And then in episode two, I found that his name was John Hopkins oh. Durand. They called him hmm. Jack. <laughs> So that's kind of cool. And then I thought, I've got enough information. What the problem was is that you couldn't really read their names on the death certificate. 
Because who wants oh, okay. to sign that in their best penmanship, right? It's their baby. Right. And I just wanted to know how they did and if they had more children. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Marcel Joseph Durand, who I also found referred to as Jack a whole bunch of times, was born in August of 1890 in Martinville, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. He was of French ancestry. His great-grandparents were the first ones to come to America in 1829. Mm-hmm. He married in 1968. 1916, excuse me, to a woman named Regina Cecile Breziel. I cannot pronounce her name. It's Hmm. incredibly French. They had a two-column newspaper article written about their wedding. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read some snippets from it because this is amazing. Hang on a second. Cool. An autumn wedding, beautiful in its simplicity and of wide interest throughout the state, occurred last Thursday evening at 5.30 when Miss Regina Cecil Brizel and Mr. Marcel J. Durand were married at the home of the bride's mother, Mrs. Camilla L. Brizel. Mm. They talk about the canopies. Uh, this ends up being a Jewish wedding, even though I will find out later that Marcel was a Catholic. <laughs> so I find this is a really interesting combination. But a lot of those French people were coming over to America, Catholics and Jews. Jewish people to escape religious persecution in Mm. France. Well, not the Catholics so much, but definitely the Jewish people. It says, a large number of telegrams from all over the state were received, and the many beautiful presents include the richest of silver, cut glass, china, and valuable articles of every kind, attesting to the popularity of the young couple. Wow. So these were some fancy people. Durands. I know, the Durands. And I looked up, I couldn't find too much about Marcel's family, Mm -hmm. but Camille Brazil, who is the mother who's throwing Mm -hmm. this wedding, is a very prominent woman whose husband, they were from Natchitoches, Mm -hmm. Louisiana, which Mm -hmm. is one of the oldest cities in Louisiana. And her husband owned the newspaper there. And when he died, Camilla took over the newspaper. And was a businesswoman Mm -hmm. at the turn of the century in America at a time when a lot of women weren't. Absolutely. And when she dies, she has a huge obituary in the newspaper because she was one of the most uh, prominent people in Natchitoches. Chatoches, which I know I'm saying wrong. Sure. We'll find out in the comments. But yeah, so they were a super fancy family. Both Marcel and Regina Cecile Brazil went to Northwestern State University. That's where they met. He became an algebra teacher. She was a music teacher for grade school. And we, of course, we know they lost their first son, little John Hopkins Duran. Nine and a half pounds. Mm-hmm. And they never have any other children. He dies in August. Everything important to this man happens in August. His birth, his wedding, his death. And he died in 1971 at the age of 81. And his wife died just a couple of years later. So I found the Durans. It wasn't a happy ending necessarily. But they were always involved in the lives of children. Him as a teacher and her as a music teacher. So With no other kids. They loved children. And they right. dedicated their lives to them. They just Aww. couldn't have any of their own. What a sweet story you found. I know. So I'm just so glad that I found them. Found them. Yeah. And that makes me happy. Absolutely. Okay. The last episode, um, episode two, ended with bad news. Dad has come home and told them they mm-hmm. have to move. And now Elizabeth has to tell that to her friends. Right. November 10th, 1931. Went to school all day. Told the kids I was going to have to move to Missouri. They all hate it, but not as bad as I do. Pee-wee took me to the show this afternoon. It was transatlantic. My next few days are filled. 
November 12, 1931, went over to Mary Claire's and to town. I went back and got her car and went to the Aggie and talked to her fella and a lot of boys. Ate supper with her and listened to the radio and spent the night. I'm in love with Juan now. November 13, 1931, went to Ann's tonight. She gave me a surprise party. All the girls gave me a shower. I had the best time. Juan didn't act so nice as I would have liked. Juan. I know. Juan, come on. Well, maybe he finds out. Well, she's moving. Oh, yeah. That's not going right. to be any fun for me. Oh, that's true. So he's, uh, he's given up on her. So the family is moving right. from Monticello all the way to Bell, Missouri. Yes. But in between uh, Monticello and Bell is Searcy, Arkansas, yep. which is where Louie is from. So I guess the family decides that they're going to go visit the family. Mark, tell me a little bit about the Hartzels of Searcy, Arkansas. Well, they're a huge family there. In they fact, really there's a, a Hartzell township. That's cool. Um, my great-great-grandfather, Elizabeth's grandfather mm-hmm. had a farmstead there a huge farm it i wish we knew town. how many acres we do oh we do yeah i can't remember okay <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot it was a lot I it was 800 like, acres. it may have been but it was eight miles by five miles <gasps> yeah whatever that equals i looked I it don't up either, i think but it was more huge. than yeah it was big wow and he owned the farmstead and there was a little town there that no longer exists and uh that's where when elizabeth talks about her family where Mm -hmm. she is her grandpa's farm so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and morris hartzell had a lot of children i will rattle them off george barney delia ella etta netta thomas arthur Martha, Alfred, and John. Now, now some of these did tragically die when they were quite young. But what's really cool is that Etta and Netta are identical twins. You yes. never know it from the names. <laughs> right. Etta and Netta. And we brought up in the last podcast, yeah. Mark, your mother is an identical twin. She is. And you just found out some cool twin news from this cousin that we discovered last podcast yeah. in Arkansas. Right. Uh, the cousin, a cousin um, that... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I've been in contact with thanks to TikTok we've mm-hmm. talked about. She sent me this it's like a 15-page letter that her mother who wrote. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. she wrote it later in life like the just maybe memories the 60s. like trying yes. to write like a little memoir kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, she was a keeper of everything records she knew how uh, important she's it was. the family she knew, historian there's right. one in every family and i'm the she one was of my family i'll bet you are mm-hmm. so she kept these um notes what am i talking about Twins. Oh, sorry That's I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just all right so yes so she kept these notes from her mother who landed in my mailbox recently and these notes indicate or say that there are a lot of twins in this family yeah so twins are definitely running hard and consistently yes i mean usually don't they skip a generation this doesn't skip a generation at all we go full throttle i mean they're just making identical twins (laughs) there's a lot of people i know i think that's kind of crazy and the other cool thing about the morris hartzell homestead farmstead farmstead oh what's Oh, it's a farm. 
Well, of course, I don't know what a home. Yeah, I guess a home is just a home and a farm is a farm. Yeah, but it was on the National Register of Historic Places. It was, and it's no longer there. That I I did not think you could tear down things that are on the National Register. I've found three things uh, around that area that have been torn down. But then why why have National Register uh, protection? That's what I always thought that that meant. Like, oh, as a town or as a committee, (coughs) we're going to work really hard to make sure these never fall down. That was one of the most disappointing things I've ever heard. It's been recent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was in the 2000s. I think I mean, it was like 2004. It was torn down. Yeah. And this the, is history. But it, they were these were those old buildings that you see along the road, mm-hmm. you know, and somebody just came in and plowed it down. You know, my uh, husband's family lives in Virginia. And the only part I like about that drive is when we take the back roads. Right. And if we had to stop every time I wish I could take a picture. Yeah, right. Uh, we'd never get there. Yeah. Which would be fine. Those um, buildings. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I find that interesting. But because <laughs> it was on the National Register, you have so many pictures and details of this house right. like even because morris hartzold built this house himself like yes. with his own two hands yeah and it shows like the dove and tail is that how, what you call it like when the wood yes, matches in so. and then the, the nails that he made yeah i mean you have some i mean if the house were still standing today we might not know nearly as much about it and having it being on the national register well that's has, true because right now we'd be here in south carolina going sure wish i could go see it that's right but now we have details, details. i mean the thing is when they put that on the national registry they go there and they take detailed photos right and, and it's like know, measurements history, and like measurements drawing yeah, yeah. Like surveying. You're right. right. So the cool thing about if you watch our TikToks, which we are My Grandma's Diary on TikTok, um, Mark has the actual pictures of the farmstead, and he knows geographically exactly where they were in the old Hartzell farm. So he kind of puts them down there. Uh, He calls them set pieces. And it looks really cool, but that's what the house looked like. And it was literally at the place I'm able to like down to the brick down to the corner yeah you know you can look there was in 1955 an aerial way back then so I can tell where the post office was where the general store was by the footprint that's amazing Mm mm-hmm I mean, that's just so cool. So that's where they're headed now. They're going to hang out with some family for a while. And there you have it. Yep. November 14th, 1931. Got up about five and worked around. Helped them pack. Pee Wee came by and told me goodbye. So did all the neighbors. Started about 8.45. Leon went in the truck and the rest of us in Aunt Ella's Ford. We ate dinner at a little restaurant near Little Rock. Went on to Circe and stopped at a little filling station. Daddy went back to Circe and we stayed there. He came back and took us to Aunt Ella's, sat around and talked after supper. So the drive from Monticello mm-hmm. to Circe is about 140 miles. God knows how long that would have taken you back then. Really? And Aunt Ella actually doesn't live in Circe. She lives in Judsonia. And what on the census was called Hampton, Hmm. Arkansas. And that's because she had married a man uh, whose last name was Thompson. Thompson, And he had died in 1931, shortly before they moved there. And because Aunt Ella was put in such a desperate situation Mm -hmm. with her husband dying, she had to open up her home as a boarding house. No kidding. So I'm thinking that the reason the family is staying with her is she's starting this boarding house. She's got the room for them. And that's why they went there instead of straight to Grandpa Morris's house, which seems like it would have been big enough for all of them. Right. But he's old now. Right. And most of his end end life, he's going to be with Ella. As well. Absolutely. He lives yeah. with her. So she'll be taking care of him. And this is all set up. It's all getting set up right now because the man just died. And that's why they had, could borrow her Ford. 
because it was his Ford. So she was like, well, take Ray's Ford or whatever his name was. So yeah, that's what's going on. Okay. November 16th, 1931. Francis and I helped Aunt Net, played the player piano, and went down to Lillian's and listened to the radio this morning, helped clean the car, and then the rest of the folks came down, took us riding. Francis, Mother, Dean, Helen, and I followed Daddy and Leon down to Aunt Ella's, stopped, and saw all our kinfolk. Cousin Ava, James, Mildred, and Mona came tonight. Reba, Mildred, and I sat in the car and talked. And that's Reva. That's the first time we meet Reva in the diary. But we're going to hear a lot about Reva in the future. They're first cousins. They will be also very, very close friends. But that is for another day. Right. And now they are off to Bell. Bell, Missouri. November 17th, 1931. Left Aunt Ella's at 730 this morning. Traveled through Arkansas all morning. Ate dinner at Thayer, Missouri. It sprinkled or rained almost all day. Got at Bell at about six. Ate supper, and Francis and I did the dishes. Then we unpacked a lot of our clothes and read to Dean and Helen. So as we recall from the last episode, Dean and Helen are her little sisters. sisters. Which, funny, sometimes she talks about them all the time, and sometimes you would not know they breathe the same <laughs> air. It's like they just disappear. Right. And I'm like, what about her little sisters? <laughs> um, so now they have gone to her mother's parents and they are taking them in mm-hmm. during these hard times while dad continues to look for a job so this is a big deal these this elderly couple taking in their daughter her husband and her five yeah children your great great yeah your great great grandfather was george underwood and his wife was sarah cummings mm-hmm. and george is a fascinating fellow first of all i have some really cool news for okay. you your great great grandfather george underwood fought in the civil war really for the union Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Missouri was considered a Confederate state. Am I yeah. wrong about that? I'm pretty I, sure I, I asked don't... Alexa and or in Siri, and they said that it was. But he fought. How does that happen? He was from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he just I, felt he strongly. Felt, I, I think he did. That. Now, considering that your other great-great-grandfather, Morris Hartzell, fought, fought for the Confederacy... I'm stunned Would have really right made now. an interesting wedding party. <laughs> this story, yes, right. Uh-huh. Oh, my, you're right. I know, pretty cool. So, I thought that was kind of cool to know because, that you know, we're, my mind. I'm Southern born and raised, and everybody I know in my family was a Confederate soldier. That's amazing. So, it's interesting to How find. How did you find that out? Because after he passed away, his wife put in for pension, uh, mm-hmm. excuse me, as a widow, and it listed that he was, uh, so then I went to an, I, I went to an archive for Civil mm-hmm. War soldiers mm-hmm. and I typed in his name and where he was from and there it was George D. Underwood and he was in the 7th uh, Regiment Missouri State Militia Cavalry. He was in the Cavalry. In Missouri. In Missouri. For the Union. I, I, I know. Pretty cool. But your, cool. but your great-great-grandfather George was a super cool guy. Sounds like it. Okay. So George Underwood was yeah. a really interesting guy. His father <laughs> was a farmer. Um, he actually was a teacher at the age of 23, he taught for eight years. Mm-hmm. Then he decided to become a farmer. So mm-hmm. that's when he moves to Marie's County, mm-hmm. to the Bell area. And he was a farmer until he was elected the sheriff of Marie's County on the Democratic ticket in 1884 and also reelected in 1888. Mm-hmm. And then he was appointed by the governor to the circuit court clerk recording office. So he was really involved in his town. And then he becomes a banker. Okay. And then he's a banker until he retires, which I find it's so 
I don't know if I'm just a conspiracy theorist, but he's like, I'm the sheriff. Now I'm the circuit court guy. And now I work at a bank. <laughs> like, yeah, come work at the bank. I mean, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, and I tried to find articles about him. I can't find his obituary. You'd think he would have mm, a good one. Yeah. But the Bell Banner, which yeah. is their newspaper, isn't on newspapers.com. Right. And I tried to call the Bell Library this week, mm-hmm. and the number's been disconnected. Aww. Aww. And it's a little tiny building, and I thought, oh, that poor little librarian just trying to... So I was hoping they would have it on some microfilm, and maybe she could find right. it for me, because I got the date. But what's really funny is while I'm searching George Underwood's, I found one who is not your great great grandfather, mm-hmm. but has the coolest story. Okay. This George Underwood was robbed by two men. They stole $70 from him, and after committing the robbery, they bound him to a rail on the Wabash Railroad, and then a passenger train passed by shortly afterwards, and it severed one of his arms below the elbow and one of his limbs below the knee. Uh, After the train uh, passed, he somehow managed to get his gag out of his mouth and uh, hollered for help, and somebody came and helped him and saved his life, but his left leg and his hand were cut off. Oh, how horrible. I know. And he lived, I I mean, yeah. yeah. No, he lived, and they never found the people who robbed him. Oh, dear. All over $70. I know. Well, that's a lot of money. Well, well that is a lot of money. You're right. Of course, I don't know when that was, because I, was I didn't say, get the date. But it was, it was like, tied him to the train tracks. That's just so like, I can't pay the Jordan rent. You must pay the rent. Yeah. Such a weird story. Uh-huh. But yeah, so that was just another random Dang, George Underwood. And his no. name popped up so many times, because a really? lot of, somebody even made his story like the true life story of the newspaper, and there was a sketch of what that George Underwood looked like. Oh. Just his face, so they didn't show us, you know, his like little amputee self. Aww. But um, yeah, good old George. You know, we ha- we'll put this up on Patreon or um, a picture of George Underwood. Absolutely. My- and it's this wonderful picture. I have a picture of him and his wife. And yes. it looks like a, one of those derogatypes. Am I saying yes, that correctly? I don't know. Where they had to freeze. Like, right? don't move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just look so pained. He's sitting. And, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and she just looks like, somebody kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah. Because it had to be so uncomfortable. You couldn't, right. like, be yourself. He, ha- he was a striking figure. His, oh, I bet. His face. I mean, to go from what a teaching to farming to now you're the sheriff, sheriff. and a real respected member of your community. And Don't forget the Confederate War in between. Well, yeah, uh huh, uh huh. So I mean, the Civil War. Right, right. I mean, this guy was a pretty cool cat, and he was really generous to take in his family. Yeah. But we'll see how long his generosity holds out. Yep. And today was a quick episode, but that's where we are wrapping today, because in the next episode, we get right down to it. Life in Bell, Missouri for Elizabeth and her family. And how do people contact or how do people find us? People can find us on all the things at My Grandma's Diaries and do find us on the Patreon at the $5 level every day after this show drops on a Tuesday. We're going to have a photo gallery of these people that we're talking about. We're going to have pictures of the places where they lived if we can find them and all that kind of fun stuff and then every sunday night on tiktok we go live for about an hour don't like tiktok don't have it banned in your state that's not a problem (laughs) we will post it on our patreon at the five dollar level so every week you can watch our lives and do send us comments ask us questions because at the ten dollar patreon level every week we're going to try every week 
let's say three times a month, just to be on the safe side, we're going to drop bonus episodes, which are either Q&As with us or interviews with Mark's family, the people who are related to Elizabeth, who are surviving today, who have memories or who have letters. I can tell we're going to have a long conversation with this cousin of yours and who has uh, unloaded Reva's house. I mean, even since we've been sitting here and making this podcast, she's sent me like 10 pictures. I mean, I cannot wait to see them and figure out who all these people were. I wish I could go help her. There is nothing more I love in the world than taking the messiest place mm-hmm. and organizing it and making it clean and beautiful. Yeah. It's my favorite thing in the whole world. Yeah, I mean, so I wish I could go help her. We're talking furniture. She knew what she was keeping, Reva. Uh, she knew that this would be priceless. Can't wait. Well, yep. we're going to dive into all of Thank this you, some Reva. more. We'll get to know um, George and Sarah a little bit better and the family. And gosh, do we meet some interesting characters in Bell. So stick with Absolutely. us. Episode four next Tuesday. And thank you so much for being a big part of my grandma's diaries. Let's get the AC back on for sure. Yeah. What's going on? She told you there are a bunch of twins in the face. Oh, that's right. <laughs>
Why do you have a nutcracker right there? A nut getter outer. It's the only thing I can use to get the little fucking card out of the <laughs> thing. That little thing is yeah, so tight. It's like design. People need to be fired for I shit know, It like needs that. to be like a little push and release like the SD yes. card. So I have to, yeah, fucking nutcracker thingy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that'll be for the outtakes. 